had a technical difficulty. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Unfair Advantage podcast, and this is George. Uh, I'm about to start what was our scheduled podcast that we went ahead and recorded on our way back from a Vontoberfest in Vermont. Um, we were driving the e-tron back and kind of relaying our first road trip experience in Audi's uh, all-electric uh, e-tron crossover. Uh, unfortunately, Bill's microphone wasn't working, and so I did my best to edit this and try to uh, make him uh, audible, whatever. Um, but unfortunately, he's his voice is going to be quite low, so I uh, apologize beforehand and appreciate you sticking with us throughout this. All right, so let's try this. So, uh, George and Bill uh, with the, uh, the Unfair Advantage podcast for Audi Club. We'll see how audio is with this. We are recording on an iPhone while driving an e-tron, so pretty silent for a car. Uh, late yeah. nights, to, uh, we're on our way back, on our way home from Avantoberfest, and uh, on our way to our hopefully final recharging station in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Figured with this podcast, we'd do a couple of things. Uh, tell you mainly about Avantoberfest, because it's fantastic, and uh, about the e-tron and road tripping with it, which is also fantastic. A fair number of recharging. I think recharging is the magic when it comes to road tripping in an e-tron. Exactly. Yeah. So why don't we start with that? So road tripping in e-tron, you have 200 miles range uh, with an e-tron, roughly a little better depending on how you drive. Um, we get about 210. We're driving. Uh, an e-tron that uh, is my family's personal car we get about 210 usually out of it it's got 20 the 21 inch optional forged aero wheel like, i don't know what uh turbine i think is designed now that said uh right now we're cruising along with a hitch mount from Thule, uh that's holding one uh super 73 s1 uh electric bike that we use as a pit bike sometimes at events we weren't sure if we'd need to stay in a hotel in, in Vermont near a charger, uh, and so we might need the bike to get from the charger back to the hotel if we had to do an overnight charging. So that's why we have that back there. But the point of that is it's it's creating aerodynamic drag. So depending on speed, depending on need, we're coming in at um, about 190 uh, miles range with this particular configuration. And uh, so we, we, I left Hershey, Pennsylvania. We drove, you know about how many miles it is to? Yeah, Hershey, Pennsylvania, two driveways, so about 72 miles. Here in McCungie, Pennsylvania. And then Stroudsburg, I think, was another. 50, like 55 So there's a new Electrify America charging station in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, we made use of a lot of Electrify America on this trip. So we used, that was the first one we used. And then the second one uh, we used is in Newburgh, New York. Uh, which is up closer to the Hudson River and on our way up to Lime Rock, which is where we met uh, the group on Saturday. But so just jumping from that to, um, and then the third, really quick, the third Electrify America stop that we used on this trip was Albany, New York. So along the New York Thruway, Electrify America is trying to create a, a corridor uh, through, on the, along the New York Thruway for travelers to use. And really quickly, for those who don't know, Electrify America is a subsidiary of Volkswagen Group. Uh, it's part of uh, the, the settlement with Dieselgate. Uh, Volkswagen Group agreed to build out pretty substantial investment in electrical charging infrastructure in the U.S. So they're creating not just new charging locations, which is great, but they're doing it at high-speed charging. So the a lot of high-speed charging, in quotes, for previous cars other than Tesla has been about 50 kilowatts charging and Tesla does about 150 at their supercharger and then that's what Electrify America most some of their the ones we've been hitting are about half 150 uh, kilowatt chargers and then also 350 kilowatt chargers the Audi e-tron that we're driving maxes out at 150 kilowatts chargers charging but the Porsche Taycan that's uh, coming out very soon, and the Audi e-tron GT that comes out next year will charge at 350 kilowatts, so that's faster. And so, you, you know, if you want to, now you can charge slower with any of these cars, but 
if you want a fast charge, a really fast charge, you stop at a place that can do that level of charging. So that's why we kind of weren't just sticking with Electrify America because it's, you know, it's a corporate sibling, if you will, to Audi, but it's, we, we stuck with it because it's probably the fastest method we have. Now that said, these are all brand new chargers. The one we encountered in uh, Newburgh was limited to 50 kilowatts charging. For some reason, it's in some sort of maintenance mode. So, I think they just come online Friday. Uh, I don't think they came online Friday, but they communicated it Friday in that, in that, in that PR. So, uh, but so did the, so did Albany and so did Stroudsburg, I think, and those were both running 150 kilowatt. Yeah. Of course, we can't test the 350 because the RE Trum will take it. But so we stopped at Electrify America when we were on the long runs. And then the challenge for us was for Avantoberfest. Uh, you want to give a quick background on Avantoberfest? Yeah, Avantoberfest started in 2010, and the person in our basement brought the name of the name of the event uh, to our audio events in October. It was in October. So the event is held at Stratton Mountain Resorts in Stratton, uh, Vermont. There is a big beer festival going on at the exact same time. I think it's actually that weekend. It's Columbus Day weekend all, every year. And 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 I think that's a fall foliage thing up there, right? Like it, one, it's peak peak color for Vermont, but also, but you have all sorts of activities going on. We saw that whether it's the at Orvis's headquarters is up there, and they have some sort of craziness going on at Orvis, and then they had some sort of dog thing that we saw on. We, yeah, there was a beer festival at uh, what's the uh, the the lodge where we stay where where these where they have Oktoberfest guys meet. Yeah, All right, Stratton Mountain Resort, which is a ski resort. So there's a beer festival there. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, probably ought to back up a bit. So Saturday morning every year of Columbus Day weekend um, since what did you say they first year 2010 to ninth uh, ninth year. So. Uh, they meet at Lime Rock Park in the paddock. So Lime Rock, typically on a Saturday, like Columbus Day weekend, the track is hot. There are people running. You know, we saw Porsches out there. We saw a mix of things. Uh, but so it's an open track day. But the the there is activity at the park or at the Lime Rock Park. But the paddock is primarily open, and so we meet there. Uh, they arrange it with the, the track, and we have a bit of a cars and coffee, if you will, at, at the track. And then everybody leaves around 10 a.m. for um, to make their way north to Stratton, and they sort of change the route. You know, you can adjust it here and there. There's really one main route, 22 primarily, that runs up there, but uh, they'll adjust it so you can kind of see different things, and it's beautiful with the foliage and everything else. Yeah. So yeah, and then this year they planned uh, a lunch stop. I can't remember the name of the state park. I remember. <laughs> That's I don't recall either, but it's a but there's a, there's a planned lunch stop, and then you drive on to Stratton Mountain, or you meet up. Uh, we have we were in Mall Two, which is a big parking lot. Like I said, yeah, they, beer they, festival going on. There's tons of people up there. One of the things they told me was the beer festival. I mean, it's it creates big crowd, right? So what, what we saw around the lodge and around the main the, the main business area of Stratton Mountain, which they've kind of modeled to look like Vail, Colorado, um, but they they it's taken over by cars. All the lots are full. So there's this lot too that's somewhat remote that's further up the mountain and it's kind of, you know, about the only thing up there besides Audi Avance and, and other cars are, are um, yeah, that sort of thing. That's probably worth touching on too. Avantoberfest is obviously for wagons, um, but they, they're a little bit, you know, while, while their focus is Avance, it, they are, they do, I guess they branch out the people they allow to register still are either Audi owners. We saw some TTs. We saw a bunch of RS3s out of Boston. Um, we were the only e-tron this year, but um, you see a lot of uh, both a lot of Audis and, and then a lot of other wagons. So we saw several. Uh, what's that? Right, several Volvo V70s. We saw several Mercedes-Benz. What is it? E55 AMG. That whatever the AMG E class is. Um, so there was, there were several of those. So it's, it's a nice mix of, of just enthusiasts who are kind of all like-minded. Thule's a big sponsor. So you see a lot of roof racks and roof boxes. Um, so pretty cool. You spend the weekend 
Vermonting as much as that term is annoying. It, it pretty much applies. And uh, so anyway, that, that goes through, I think some guests, this is currently Sunday night and we're headed back uh, to, to our places in Pennsylvania, but um, a lot of the crowd will they gather there. We, we were we, where we left from there was a, a large house that the Avant Overfest planners ran out for a final evening kind of cookout and just kind of relaxing, hanging out on a, on the side of a mountain. Yeah, it's stunning with all the the leaves, the color, and everything. But um, so we there a lot of people stay there since Columbus Day weekend. They'll they'll stay the extra night and come home Monday. We've got Audi Club Nationals coming up this weekend. Yes, we do. Leesburg, Virginia, not Maryland. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it's getting kind of late. But, um, yes, so that starts Wednesday, so that's where we're heading now. So, uh, yeah, all that said, get, get, since we've got nationals coming up, we're on the way and we're trying to jam, hitting uh, even more. Um, we, get, we, we were hoping to hit just two charting stations on the way home, but skip Newburgh and go straight to Stroudsburg from Albany. But uh, E-Tron was telling us we had about 20 extra miles of range that we weren't really sure was enough just in case. So we didn't want to get stuck. And so we stopped in Newburgh to just sort of top it off and throw some miles on. You might remember I mentioned earlier, Newburgh is at 50 kilowatts, so not charging terribly fast. So we just ducked inside Walmart, hit the bathroom, hit the toy aisle to hit to dig around for some Audi Hot Wheels, which, yeah, we found a pretty good model load of Sport Quattros. And then, uh, and then or back on the road. But while we were up there, we did have some interesting experiences, whether that was, uh, we found a, the hotel we booked at was the Hyatt Place Poughkeepsie, brand new place, even on Google Maps, it was a... You stayed there Friday night before we went to Right, and and that was, on Google Maps, it was a, a grass field. It wasn't even there, so it re- okay, so six recently opened. And, and when we arrived, pleasantly surprised to find a, a level two charger, which will take the car uh, several hours, uh, probably depending on the speed, anywhere from like six to eight hours for a full charge. We didn't need a full charge because we topped off in Newburgh, but you know, we were able to get preferred parking and charge overnight. And when we came out the next morning, it was full to go up to Lime Rock. So we didn't have to top it off somewhere locally. Yeah. Which is, I, you know, I'm having that same experience. We bought this e-tron because my wife took a, a new job with a 60 mile a day commute. She used to work out of the house and telecommute. And so we traded our Q7 on the Citron. We figured, well, we'll save money on, uh, you know, the gas is more expensive just per mile than electricity is. So that was one draw. And then what we learned after uh, we decided to buy the car anyway, we learned that her work has actually the same network charge point that was at the Hyatt Place. They have at her work and it's also free there. So the way we work day to day is we charge uh, during the week at her work, and then during the weekend when we want to go places, we we have a home charger now, so we charge up overnight. And so it, in our day-to-day, we're not going to get fuel anymore, at least for this car. I have a, a, a internal combustion S5, but but uh, for the e-tron, we're not, we're not filling up, spending time. So that time is saved, and then so when you're on the road, yeah, you might stop 40 minutes to charge at Electrify America, uh, but... You know, that might take extra time on your road trip as it is for us tonight. But we're not spending that time in our day-to-day. So I think, I think it's a net gain, personally. It's, uh, and, uh, Jason, yeah, I brought up a good point with me. Uh, we're leaving the hotel in Saturday. Uh, let's just say that you paid a bunch of money for all the prices. Right. Uh, uh, the charge was free. Uh, if we had your SMIs for back, it would have cost, what, $70, $70 to go. Yeah, about seventy seventy five dollars when I pull it up. So just think about that. Like we got free charge overnight. You know, you can actually deduct that amount pretty much from the rate that you pay. Uh, so even though you paid a hundred bucks, you still have to charge the car overnight. So yes. So effectively, had we walked here, driven in there with like a nearly empty tank, if you will, empty lack of charge, and charged up overnight full charge, that would have been say seventy five dollars in in at least to me is in my when I drive my S5 $75 in value of, of driving backed out of that 
I think the, the hotel was actually about 130 a night, maybe for a call. I know that the one in Herndon costs about that. So take 75 out of that, and you're at what 55 bucks. I mean, that's and it was a nice hotel. Yeah, <laughs> brand new too. We're not surprised by that, but we're just saying that because it's a nice hotel. No. But so, um, so our total is on this round trip is going to be around 800. Uh, and if we get the wrong distance on people are very interested in the road driving each one of the different where we know, uh, like George, George is obviously has the each one for one of us. Yeah, so I'm, I'm using uh, Electrify America's app for one, uh, EVGO's app. So these are all charge charging networks, right? So EVGO, ChargePoint, Electrify America. I think there's another one that I have that I don't use much. But, but then there's PlugShare. And PlugShare is like a community network. So like that's where you're, it kind of has everything, right? If I go into ChargePoint's network, I can see what, what of their charges around, but only theirs. Uh, now the e-tron itself will tell us what slow and quick charging is, is around us um, so that you know you can also use the navi system to, to figure that out i what i find is the most effective way not the quickest way but the most effective way is to like kind of use all of them and see but even plug share for instance which is the community one that people um you can upload photos to and check in you can tell people like if there are some that are down that aren't working uh, or like say like we experience in Newburgh where it's Electrify America, but it's only 50 kilowatts, you would note that. And so people would see, so if I'm, you know, if Bill, you noted it and I'm coming along from New York city and driving through there and I want to stop for a charge, uh, you know, I, I might see your post and say, Oh, you know, maybe I'll keep on to Albany. Um, and so that's nice. And uploading photos is cool. Cause I'm trying to, you know, put in my e-tron all over plug share and all these. And, and you did a great job when, uh, when we discovered that we, yeah, it was in, so the infrastructure is growing so quickly. Even when we planned this trip, several of the Electrify America, we knew the stations were going in. You can see it in their app of the stations that aren't active, but that they're building. And some of them came online in like the, the two months from when we decided to go to Avantoberfest to when we actually went. It was pleasantly surprised to see, you know, okay, now we're going to be able to hit these places. But with PlugShare, Theoretically, that's one of the more up-to-date because you have crowdsourced uh, contributions. But even there, like you said, with a with a Hyatt place, when we arrived, didn't realize it had a charger. It wasn't in PlugShare. It wasn't in any of the. I guess that I dug around ChargePoint because it was a ChargePoint charging station. I might have found it, uh, and I didn't. I, I, right. Well, it might have been had I dug around, but nothing nothing popped out of me. I just grabbed it because it was a, a high place and I'm familiar they're clean and you know we stay at the one near Herndon when we go down to Audi so it's it, it you know I get points there now <laughs> it just it just it was just easier to do there but like um and it was close to Newburgh and we knew Electrify America was live in Newburgh so that was kind of the other reason for it but that what we were planning on was we were going to have to go 30 I think 20 miles north maybe to hit another 50 kilowatt charger to head into Lime Rock so we were as full as we could be going into Lime Rock because they only have Tesla charging stations at Lime Rock and because Lime Rock's pretty remote anybody who goes to that track they love the track probably but it's a remote track it's not near main highways so those Tesla chargers are it and the e-tron is compatible with Tesla chargers so we were going to try and you know we knew we had this rally with the Avantoberfest guys we knew they were all internal combustion guys and then it, so it was going to be a somewhat tight run for us to get up there without having to stop and charge somewhere. And so being able to top off in the hotel was huge. And so what we did was we created a, you can go into PlugShare and, you know, since it's crowdsourced, we created the location, put in the spec of the chargers, put in the, you know, what all was there and what we encountered. Uh, and you, you know, you the other thing you can do is when I plugged it in, you could say, you know, is there food available here? Is there, are there bathrooms available here? All these nice things. So, you know, the next person who comes along will know it's there. Um, so that's that's cool. And then we we get up to Lime Rock, we can't charge. We got a lot, a lot of attention by others. Uh, like the other Audi enthusiasts were pretty... Well, I, 
I wasn't sure they'd be like, oh, it's, you know, it's electric, forget it. But a lot of people were very curious about I think, the e-tron. I think they were kind of fascinated, too, that we were driving an e-tron um, as far as a distance as we were planning to. Yeah. I think they were fascinated with that. Not only that, but uh, George's, George's e-tron is a data you think of like Buicks or like yeah, boring exactly. Lexuses or so like Lexi? When, when, uh, when George said he was going to tie a page, we were kind of, you know, passing him on it. Uh, but in real life. Somebody, actually, uh, there's a website called Autospies. This guy uh, who runs it is a friend of mine on Facebook. And he, so I posted, I'm looking to buy an e-tron. And, and Don posted photos of, of he'd seen one in, you know, real world because the, the, the beige on the configurator doesn't look anything like the actual car. And um, even the folks at Audi, because I guess because it's called beige is my guess, it's the least ordered color of the 2019 e-tron range. So uh, it, it may get canceled for next year as far as the color palette. But uh, I think it's purely because it's, it's called beige and because it doesn't look anything like the configurator. And even when I, we had it down at Audi of America, most people hadn't had never seen it, and we're like, "Oh, that's that's really attractive, right?" Like they they expected Buick Gold or whatever, <laughs> and it wasn't. But so we, the best way I describe it, it's a very light metallic flake, kind of like a Suzuka gray or like that level metallic or like a Nimbus gray, but it's it's a little bit more earthy, and uh, so we call it if you're familiar with Porsche colors fashion gray which is like kind of a darker kind of earthy gray not dark it's like darker than nardo and a little more earthy than nardo and then uh chalk which is kind of whitish but a little bit of gray so we call it fashion chalk and uh yeah most people we pointed that out to this week agreed but yeah i just thought it was cool going back to most people well like we parked next to an rs5 sportback when we arrived on lime rock uh, it's around some really impressively built all roads all weekend, and like there are a lot of cars that could take away attention from an e-tron. But I think that like um, you know amongst enthusiasts, and I think wherever we went, whether it was uh, enthusiasts at a Montoberfest, whether it was random people walking up to us at Walmart while we were charging, uh, whether it was sitting up on top of um, one of the things they do at a Montoberfest is they climb mounts. What's the name of the I'm blanking on the name of the mountain. Mount Equinox up in uh, near Manchester, Vermont. It's um, a 5.2 mile climb up, and it's not a, it's not a, it's a steep climb. But, but it was really packed today because of beautiful weather and, and great visibility. And so, and not just by a Montoberfest people, which is part of their activity, but also tourists in general, right? And we had a lot of people just approach us about the e-tron, like, oh, I hadn't seen one, and, uh, and the color, and wanted to know more about the car and what it's like to road trip with it so it was i, I it was right like driving a crossover to a vontoberfest i did not expect to have uh that much yeah, we, we were kind of like the anti i guess not anti but uh, not expected. i expected to take more crap because we showed up with a crossover <laughs> and and uh but no we didn't at all i, th- I thought it was a really cool the reception we got and and worth mentioning since i'm we work on the magazine we're going to launch this. We've already co- sort of soft launched this e-tron as a project car on the e-tron connect blog that we've been kind of soft launching as well, uh, off of, uh, the Audi club website. So it's Audi club and slash e-tron all one word or e dash tron connect.com. We'll take you there, but, uh, we've already kind of launched it there. We're going to run it as a project car in the, um, in the magazine as well. So, uh, we've already been kind of playing the cars, this one of the things that helped us probably uh, appeal more to people at that event this week is the car has been lowered now about 30, 35 millimeters by new German performance. Um, and we're planning some other upgrades, but I don't know, man. It, I, I will say I'm really enjoying it just because the only road tripping we've done with this car since we bought it, it are two trips to DC to Audi and you know, it's, it's 130. So when we go down, we go down and we, we charge at Electrify America headquarters. They have a, a really unique charging station there at their corporate offices in Reston Town Center. Or not not in the town center, but like across the metro from Reston Town Center. And they have like almost one of every generation of their chargers. So like they're all different. I mean, they all work just fine. 
but they're, it, they all kind of work. They all kind of look just slightly different from each other. Um, and so it's it's kind of a neat place to pop in. Kind of. They have a fleet of like one of like the Noah's Ark sort of fleet of one of everything, and um, one of everything electric. So they got like the iPace and the Teslas and whatever. But um, at Leaf, I'm sure, and 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 of course the Audi product, but and the e-golfs, lots of e-golfs. Uh, but yeah, so we I go down to when I go to Audi, I stop over to Electrify America, throw a charge on it, and drive home. And you know, you're only charging once, and it's right near where I'm going. Uh, it's just down the street from Volkswagen Group headquarters is where Electrify America is based. And, um, see, you're not really doing public chargers that often. So th- this this trip was unique because we were we hit such a wide array. Was Electrify America or whether it was, you know, the, the level two that was at Hyatt Place. And then we hit several uh, EVgo old-style fast chargers that are 50 kilowatt. We hit one in... Bennington, Vermont, and another one in Manchester, Vermont. So, like my experience, my quick experience with we got the Tron back in 2004, and that's the end of the trip with him. And that was my first experience with much work, period, at that time. And of course, Brain's anxiety was was on my forefront because I was driving on the highway, I was registered with it. So, you know, we got it back. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is this trip now, with the driving that we're doing and seeing that there's a network out there that's maybe either Electron America or the two the fast chargers or just any other chargers out there, it's actually comforting to me. It's made me feel better about it because we just know. More because you're just familiar with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. familiar with it. I'm, I, I just, I'm getting familiar with the, I even downloaded it from my chair myself. Oh, did just, yeah, just to see um, the, the stations that are going up and, and whatnot. So, I mean, but realistically, you're not going to be road tripping all the time. And, and I think that's what people think when they, when they hear that you want to call me. I want to eat your butt. They're like, well, oh, that's, that's not my budget. Realistically, you're not going to be road tripping this thing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, right, I've done DC twice uh, in this car, but otherwise, it's just done day to day commuting. And we've had it for about a month. And, and so this is really the first road trip for the car and it's, we do a summer vacation in Maine every summer. So like, I'm, there's part of me that's like also doing this as a, as a test scenario of like, all right, well, how's this going to work when, when we have this eight hour drive to Maine with kids in the back and, you know, loaded down with everybody's crap and a roof box on top and everything else. And I mean, that's still going to be a learning experience, but that's going to be a learning experience. Yeah. So the roof box out. But you know what? That's that's next summer. I guess who knows how many states are going to be open up between now. Yeah, right. You know, so uh, it's 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 for me. Like I said, it's kind of like it's almost comforting this this trip. It's a learning curve. I I think that's the other thing is like normally for me, if if we're going to go on a long road trip, like we went up last year in the all road to Avon's Oberfest. You just pick the fastest route in the Navi and you bomb it, right? And you and you stopping at gas as you need it, uh, and then you know any other you know bodily need you gotta you want to eat you need to go to the bathroom you stop, but otherwise you're just bombing it and you're trying to make the best time as possible. And one of the things that's interesting about the Etron for me is, especially as I as I get older, I guess, is it it's making me well, one you're planning your route based on from charging station to charging station. Uh, which so that'll that'll loosen up as more infrastructure opens up. But the other side of it is like choosing time, um, choosing time to to stop and charge and where to stop and charge. And that's the other side is that like the, one of the terms we started playing around on this on this trip is Zen, kind of Zen charging. Where you're right, you're stopping. What I've experienced so far with you know Electrify America in D.C. is a pleasant place to stop. Uh, you're right across the like I said, right across the metro from Ruston Town Center. Uh, and it's pretty pretty private in a very nice area. And like, then we stopped at the ones up here are all WalMarts, which you know, depending on how late at night it is, can be a little bit. It depends on the, the place. But we had mixed, you know, mixed experiences on this trip. One Walmart was fine. The other Walmart was there was a lot of activity. Nothing against Walmart. It was the, the their guests, if you will, who were who were having issues in the parking lot. Um, but but I mean the, the, the one that we 
Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. It, it might, I think the smart thing there is um, you also want to watch where you're stopping and the time that you're stopping. So, like, you and I will make up time bombing through the night tonight to get home in time because uh, my kids have Columbus Day off tomorrow, so I want to be home. And, um, right, but so if we, if, and we wanted to go to that dinner tonight at the house with the Avantoberfest guys, right, so we're, it's, it's now, what, uh, 9.52, and we're, I don't know, 40 minutes out from uh, from our last stop for charging, right, so it's getting pretty late, now it's a Sunday night, we drove out on a Friday night, and Friday night is, you know, Stroudsburg, when we stopped, it's a college town, there's a lot of activity late at night, these weren't just college kids, but it was, you know, it was a very active Walmart, and Mary, not for a Friday night, it was, you know, when you're dropping in and you're late and it's dark and you don't really know the area, um, you know, you, it, it, it's, you know, you just want to be left alone. And that was part of it. it was so active. There's some really, with that first stop at Stroudsburg, we first got there, we spoke to a couple for like, most of the time the car was charging, these people were very, very nice couple, very curious about, you know, they'd just seen the charging station and wanted to know more about the car and, you know, they were regular shoppers at that particular store, but the charging stations had just gone in and gone online. And this, I think we were, might've been the first car they saw there. And so, um, that was, that was one side of it. So we didn't really, I planned to like do some updates for social media and whatever else. And that was out the window. Even, I even had to take the, we were doing Facebook live, by the way, if you want to see most of our stops, we posted Facebook live to eat drunk connect on Facebook. So, uh, you can search those I'm sure still and see them. Um, but we had to shut that Facebook Live down early. I walked away from you because they started asking yeah, you questions. I just, I just started, I had to intercept it because, uh, yeah. And, and, yeah, and then I'm, so I'm talking with them. I didn't want to, you know, leave you there alone with, with folks trying to field all that. So, um, <laughs> anyway, it's funny. But the Zen stopping thing. So we stopped in, uh, yeah, Bennington. Really cute town town. Uh, cafes and restaurants nearby. Shopping nearby. And we hit it in the middle of the day, like around lunchtime grabbed like a lunch at like an outside lunch at a pizzeria and um it was incredibly pleasant it was only 50 kilowatts charging but we we you know we were able to pretty much go for, i think about 50 percent charge rate which was about on a 50 kilowatt charger you're getting about a percentage point a minute maybe a little less and um so we spent about an hour there but it didn't really feel like it because we stopped to have lunch and Checked out that pink sample Porsche that was parked nearby. And some next to some Humvees. It was anyway. So, so we can ask you this here. Yeah. Uh, obviously, not a lot of people familiar with Detroit. Right. Uh, so, if you plug your car in, how do you know if it's going to? If you walk away. Yeah, that's that's a good question. So, um, there each network is different. And so, uh, well, a couple ways. One is, uh, by the way, we're running Navi, so I'm ways, so they're police reported ahead. That's what's, uh, that she may interrupt more. She's giving us some instructions, but, um, but no, so you first, you have the Audi app, which is both on my phone and on my Apple watch. I have an iPhone. And, um, so it will tell you on both when you're done charge, when the car is done charging, and there are other functions it'll do. You can lock and unlock the car. You can precondition the interior, like run the air conditioning or run the heating. Uh, so like on a hot day, you can cool the car down. You can, on a cold day, you can warm the car up. I mean, use, yeah, it uses power, uh, but it's, it's a neat function. You can, uh, on day-to-day -day use for the longevity of the battery, they suggest to you to just charge to 80%, so you can change the... The level of rate uh, that you charge to. I think you can do that in the app. You can definitely do it in the MMI. It's pretty quick to get to. It's just in car settings and battery. Um, and then it'll tell you. In the, oddly, it's not on the app, but it's on the on the watch. It'll tell you where the car is parked, like the address. So, you know, if your kids are out driving the car, or your wife's driven the car, or whatever. Uh, and that's the interesting thing too. My wife charges at. Um, on the charge point network at her work and so the car is usually done by about two or three o'clock in the afternoon charging and uh i'll get a ping at my desk in you know hershey which is nowhere near where she works and uh it's selling the cars and i'm charging uh and like the one day for instance when we were up 
uh, oh, it was right before we left for Vontoberfest, I took her car and I had it at my office and, um, she must have looked at the app and saw that the car was unlocked and like texted me and was like, why is the car unlocked? Right? Cause she's worried about her car and that I'm keeping it secure and everything else. And I forgot to lock it. <laughs> so sorry, honey. And so, uh, so I locked it, but, and I locked it with my watch, right? I'm sitting at my desk and I'll just lock it. And it takes a couple seconds to, you know, for the signal to bounce around the internet and get to the car and lock it. But, uh, it's not like you hit it and then bang, it's locked. It's, it, it's a little bit more delayed, but it's, you know, a couple, I don't know, 10 seconds, whatever it is. I mean, I thought that, I, I was watching you do this. Yeah, and I mean, that, some of that functionality is already there. Like with the S5, we can lock it. Um, but And I can see where it's parked because we have Audi, uh, Audi Connect, uh, I guess is what it's called, or My Audi, something like that. My Audi app is what it, but um, there's a service that you're also paying uh, in the car for that to work. But, um, but yeah, that's, so it'll ping you that way. And then depending on the app, Electrify America app will ping you, I think, when it's done. Uh, EVgo might be, so I was getting different pings. For, oh, thanks. Um, I had the audio cues on the Navioff, so thanks for catching that. It's our exit, and Bill caught it, so thanks, Bill. Um, but no, so, so, uh, the, but the trick to Electrify America, and I haven't, I, I think we were, we were on EVgo today, and Manchester, uh, Vermont, and we left it go a little bit longer because we were out walking around and kind of goofing around while it charged, and it completed charging, um, and EV go, we were fine, but with, with Electrify America, I think the model is, right, quick charging, that if they want, you, they want you on and off the charger, so in case there are other, you know, right now, we're the only ones who showed up and used their charger, but as these cars start to populate, Mercedes has their new one coming out, Jaguar has the I-Pace, more of these cars are popping into the market. Taycans start coming this month, this year. Um, Audi selling obviously more and more e-trons every month. So uh, the the idea is they want you once you're done charging, get off the charger and get out of the way. So in case there's somebody else there waiting for the charger, if I were there waiting for their charger, I would appreciate you moving. <laughs> you know. So I get that they want us off, but if you stay more than this happened to me early on when we had that car for Waterfest before we got our own, I didn't know how to disconnect. Uh, there's a very subtle button near the the door that for the charger that you have to hit to get it to disconnect the charger, and we couldn't figure it out. And you have 10 minutes, and so if you don't get it off in 10 minutes, you start to get billed. They start to bill you per minute anyway, um, even though you're not charging. I think Tesla does that too. Do they? They have started it, so people just don't park there all day. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's just an encouragement for you. Uh, most stations that that we've been to. Chargers, yeah. yeah. Chargers. Uh, the one in Albany was the first one that I saw with actually six. Uh, but I think the average might have been, or who knows. I, well, Carlisle's, Carlisle's got six. Okay. I think, yeah, I think most of the EA ones have been larger than four. But then, like the. I designed, I thought for some reason. But then the EVgo ones we saw this weekend, when it was Bennington or whether it was um, Manchester, had one, or they had two. They had one of the. Tesla. One Tesla and then one of everybody else right, that was compatible with, uh, I guess it's a CCE charger that's compatible with e-tron. And then they had both those locations then separately had, they weren't EVgo, I think it was like a Vermont-based power company. Right. Um, they had level two, so you'd, you'd be sitting there for quite some time. You know, for, for us, we get nine kilowatts in our house, so it charges the car from like a very low charge in about six hours. So it does it while we sleep. So, um, you just mentioned your house and the charger that you have there. Yeah. Uh, so it's not just, for people are thinking, it's not just, you just run an extension for it to the house. So, what did you do to, well, um, the car, well, the car has a, in the front, it comes with a charger, but you really want to keep that in the car uh, for when you're out on the road. Yeah. Um, and that will work with both a regular wall outlet, which I think would take like 20 plus hours to charge up from empty. And that's one pen. Uh, yeah, just a regular, regular wall outlet. Um, and then um, the it also has a 240 uh, wall outlet that's like a dryer outlet. Um, but that, so you could do either with the one that comes with the car. What we bought was a, a 
house charger called a juice box. We bought it on Amazon. Audi has a deal. I don't know if it's juice box that the Audi deal comes with or you have to choose, but Audi has a prorated um, installation, like a flat or rather a flat rated installation deal with Amazon. So they have an, a specific Audi charging website that when you order an e-tron, it, it, they give it to you and you can you know, order your charger ahead of time and get it set up. Now, where I live in remote Pennsylvania, they didn't have a, a contractor set up to work with Amazon yet. So um, I wasn't able to execute that, but uh, at least at the time it may be set up by now, but um, a month ago when we bought it, it wasn't. So I just bought, I called a friend at Audi and asked him his suggestion of what to get. And then I just ordered that, which is, a, a, it's called Juice Box. And it uses, a, it plugs into 240 outlet as well. So we just had, we have our electrical panel in the garage. We had a 240 outlet installed on the wall, literally right next to the panel. If you have to run wire, like we were talking about your house where it's further away from the garage, you'd have to run cabling, uh, you know, to feed that. But then you just plug it into the 240 and it's it's got a jack and that's basically a level two. And level two really depends on how much power you have devoted to the power. It's coming right off the box and I live breaking at the junction box, you know, the grid near my house. I'm getting 9.6, I believe, which is quite good for a home charger. Um, but that could range anywhere from like five. My, I think my wife gets like five kilowatts at work. And uh, so we're getting almost double that. Uh, home. And that's, and that's home. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, we're going to be at Audi Club Nationals this weekend. Uh, this coming week, starting on Wednesday. Uh, and you're bringing the e down. Yep. Yeah. Um, so your wife is going to have the S5. Right. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, and she's commuting uh, back and forth. Yeah, she's got to buy gas. Yeah, she's got to buy gas. She's, she's back it's, to the, like the rest of us, please. It, it, it's, it's, I, it, I was you know, just, just kind of joking. Like, she's had the HR for a year. Uh, uh, a month. month. Uh, and she hasn't visited. She hasn't had to go anywhere to get yeah. you know, gas or power or anything. That's not, that's not the kind of work. So, so she's got a coverage. I'll have a coverage at home, so that, that's great it's it's interesting because it happens to be that like one of the reasons the kids aren't coming my wife and kids aren't coming with me to national is um there's an annual with our church there's like a a, a retreat at the, like a camp that's kind of remote up near penn state um and i think there are charters in state college where penn state is there have to be because there's so many kids with teslas and whatever yeah rich college kids who have uh those cars but but um where the camp is it's you know it's it's a good half hour or more to state college so she's pretty remote in the woods and it's you know like the amish markets and whatever else that are up there like you don't have no they're not it's so like it's probably better that she's taking the s5 but like um she's gonna be she's gonna have to pump gas again so i'll tell you though i'm enjoying the 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 learning curve of it right like it's it's kind of the pioneering element of it of like it's new tech how curious everybody is about it and like how we're we're kind of learning it ahead of time and kind of sharing that. I find it kind of exciting. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it, it is. It's like this is the learning curve. So, uh, on a Saturday after we left Black Rock, uh, I mentioned earlier that we had stopped at some park that was kind of like on top of a mountain. Not on top of a mountain, but up a mountain. Uh, and Kobe caught me totally breaking. So, the um, e-tron the e has uh, pretty awesome regeneration system uh, regenerate braking isn't new to the e-tron by any means but it's it's unique to electric cars where you're using the uh your torque braking basically the car you, you're turning the um you're almost using the motor like a dynamo to put electric electricity back on the battery uh and so the the system that audi has put on the e-tron is quite quite robust and it's um it, it, they say, I think, in day-to-day -day use, 80% of the braking you do would be um, would be regenerative. So, like, if you, if obviously, people are listening to the podcast, they can't see, but we're riding along here in the e-tron. There's a, there's a, there's a on the left where uh, I guess the tack, right? There's a, if you, if I get on the throttle like I do now, it'll go up and show you how much of the throttle, you know, the power that you can use. It's 25%, 50%, 75, 100. Um, and then there's a, there's a boost mode too. If I throw it in sport and I, I push the through on the throttle, it will give us even more power. Um, but the, that obviously depletes it rather quickly. Yeah. 
And then if you if you use the shift, the other unique thing about e-tron and trying to make it a very approachable uh, vehicle for people who aren't used to electric cars. And, you know, it's not like a you think of like the Tesla Model X with like this the Falcon doors and the it's a spaceship, right? It's what it looks like. It's very different. It's very obviously electric. Electric. The e-tron kind of like blends into the background, kind of. Uh, it's similar philosophy to what the e-golf was when it came, which from Volkswagen, which is oh, it's that's just a VW Golf. This, it, I mean, e-tron in size and shape could almost be it's a you know it's got its own unique design language, but it could be a Q6 in between Q5 and Q7 uh, in size, and it's uh, anyway back to so the philosophy in a lot of what e-tron does is to make it approachable to people who don't, aren't electric car owners. I think that's a smart move because. Um, you know, Audi wants to sell a lot of e-trons. Do you want to steal buyers from Model Xs? How many Model Xs on the road? Or do you want to steal buyers from, you know, Lexus or, you know, keep, keep yeah, keep Q, Q7 and Q5 owners who wanted something electric, but they, you know, they, it's their first step into electric. And um, so you have the shift paddles, just like you have in a, a Tiptronic car, right? And I just shifted down uh, and you have the minus and the plus, just like the other. Um, uh, you're not downshifting because there's no transmission. Do you, do you remember the, the, I think it was B6 or B7, there was the front-wheel drive CVTs. No. Uh, I forgot that it was like Multitronic or whatever they called it. Um, but it was it was a CV, continuously variable transmission. And so with a continuously variable transmission, you don't have gear ratios. You just had, in that it was a chain. And other cars like Nissan, it's a belt. And so you have some rubber banding effects. But more importantly... It constantly varies the, the ratio, so you never really have the shift points. And so what Audi did with when they created that was to create almost synthesized shift points of like so you could jump from one, two, three, whatever. Um, but it was just moving it to different preset ratios. And so that's the way this sort of works, but in a little bit differently, where it, the, you shift down, there are two different levels of regenerative braking. So it's almost like torque braking the car. Like if you were to shift down your Tiptronic car, it would slow you down a little bit. Like in the snow, you might use it to slow your car from so you don't slip. It works the exact same way, but you can see when you hit it, the moment you hit it, it's starting to regenerate and add charge to the battery. Um, so it's basically the same thing as if you hit the brakes, but it's just preset you know, modes. And it's a familiar way you might utilize the car. And then shifting up will just back you out of those modes. Of course, hitting the throttle will just negate all of it. And you, you know, it turns it all off and you go back to throttling. So we were driving up to that. Speed. It wasn't a state car, but it was a continuous climb. Uh, and so we decided that we were going to record the miles that we had left on our grade, I should say, uh, and see how much we could pick up on the way back down. Now, it's, I, I can't remember, it was yesterday morning when we did this, but we, like I said, we had videos of this uh, on our Facebook e-charge back uh, page. Um, but we pretty much picked up all the miles that we used going up the mountain. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. We're, but we, interestingly, we tried it again today at Mount Equinox, which is a much higher mountain. It's a much steeper mountain. Too. And, and the other thing that was interesting was I think it was it was early in the morning, and it's much also pressure. Let's check all tires. I hope I didn't hit anything. Uh, how far are we from? Well, anyway, uh, we'll have to, if we see the so, gas station, we'll pull in. The difference with that is, um, you know, going up to the lunch beat, it was, it was a two-lane road. I mean, I'm sorry, it's a four-lane road, two-lane for each side. Nice, smooth curves. Uh, not, not a lot of steep inclines. Mount Equinox is completely different where you're doing the urban turns. It's a two-lane uh, road. Uh, it's uh, a steep incline, and you're doing that for 551 miles. So, it did significantly like our range going up the mountain, uh, coming down, so we picked up some. Yeah. So, uh, but it was colder, so it, it, it was, it was, it was uh, I think it was, it was like 50 degrees at the bottom of the mountain, and we got to the top, it was 39 degrees, so, and it had been chilly all night long. Yeah. Uh, so, no, it's, uh, but it's neat that you can, that you can see it actually almost generating power back into, and uh, extend your, uh, extend your range, but, you know, you could not that you also want to yeah. that, was, that was, to me, that was the ATIC scene of the action. So, uh, what do we cover? So, we covered October 
yeah. Oh, we'll be doing a, um, we're going to do some programming around e-tron at National, so I think they're going to open up registration a little bit more this week yet. So, um, we'll have a, a representative from Electrify America, we'll have, um, it'll be Saturday, uh, yeah, Saturday, a tech talk that will be, uh, Mark Denke from Audi Communications and uh, Wayne Killen from Electrify America and myself. And then Friday night, uh, we're going to have um, uh, a, a via, like a hosted dinner with different people, different interests at, at the different tables. And right now, I think we're going to have two e-tron tables. One will be um, Matt and I think Ryan Decker from the uh, um, Matt Mustafi and Ryan Decker from the e-tron team. And the other table will be Winklin and um, Jacob, the new um, PR guy for Etron, um, at uh, at the other table. So some interesting folks to chat with and learn more about Etron uh, if you're curious. So I want to check it out. And uh, so is, uh, is there anything that you want to uh, kind of like finish up for our trip in Etron? No, I think I'm good. And frankly. <laughs> At some point, we got to keep an eye on the tire. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. a, we're, we're not probably to wrap it up. This, uh, but uh, yeah, so that was uh, uh, so this was a our, our road trip with each other. I'm pretty sure you're gonna uh, you're gonna write something out uh, on this. Uh, so do you want to wrap it up? Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think yeah. we covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, we're guys. Just, thank, thanks for hanging out, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to us. Um, Look forward to the next yeah, and we should because we're rolling through the Poconos and it's pretty dark roads and uh might be getting a flat here soon. <laughs> so hopefully, so, so, hopefully not. Yeah. We have an e bike on the back, so that's, that's good. Right. Yeah. All right. Good Thanks. night guys. Bye. Thank you.